Blog Talk Radio. St. Patrick's Day here Woo! in the old wooden shack. Did you hear the creaky door? Broadcasting live. Ooh, wooden shack. So we're going to talk about some shacks or at least some farmhouse tonight. Not farmhouses, farmhouse. I have on my little, I do have on my great, great Woo! St. Patrick's Day hat green. Because I've always been such an Irish wannabe. An Irish wannabe. And it's so cute. It's not like a hard hat. Everybody loves it. It's like, oh, did you hear my song at the beginning, which I kept trying to download for you for tonight's show, which is the Irish washerwoman? <laughs> and it's St. Patrick's Day. You have to have some fluty music. In my little hat, it looks like it's gathered. It's gathered. The material gets gathered, and that's what's so cute about it. That's our fluty music. Though I do not play violin or fiddle or flute. <laughs> Neither violin, fiddle, nor flute. I just did a little jig for you. Speaking of green, first of all, since there was some debate online, St. Patrick was kidnapped. He was kidnapped. Patrick was brought to Ireland because he was kidnapped, and he was not, not a mythical creature. He was a real person. So let's 
differentiate between that right now, this being a supernatural show. He was a real person. And he got kidnapped, they believe, around the age of 17. Wasn't he a stowaway on a boat or ship? Ah, because I really loved that story when I was little. Because I wanted to stow and be on a ship when I was 17. When I was much younger than 17. I read this story when I was probably about seven, seven or eight. And it really stuck with me, that story of St. Patrick. Whoa! Put your shillelies down. Don't get out your shillelies. Don't shake them around. Put your shillelies down. Don't shake them around. And the little green things with the little shamrock on the end, it's plastic. And in this country, I guess gold comes down like fake gold, little springy thing, and then you put it on your head. Whatever! Well, this show is over tonight after I, again, for the second time in one week, scratch my pillow along my marble white coffin to come out and bring you another episode of Night Owls Radio as I quickly now turn to the north, to the south, to the west, and to the east. <laughs> I can miss up my life. Directions again, it almost says decorations. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was turning to the east and rather than the west because I broadcast all over this planet we call Earth on night owls where we solve the mysteries. What? So we've already established St. Patrick's Kingdom. Oh, boy. I have a Green Goblin story tonight for St. Patrick's Day. Yes, I do. I have a little bit of green The green goblins that were seen supposedly in a small town of Hopkinsville in the 1960s a group of people who happen to be family, which makes the story even more credible in this Exodus Kingdom, that if they saw green goblins peering into their house and looking into the windows and, oh, you better have all your lights turned off for this one. You have to sit in the dark for this story. It is Research for tonight's show. <laughs> wow. I actually did research. All I know is that when this show is over, I'm going to listen to the real masters, Chuck and Little John, who have been doing this for 47 years, probably more like 50 years, half a century of hosting horror movies. Well, then they got into monster movies and other types too. But anyway, you didn't tune in to hear that. You want to hear about 1955 and the five adults and seven children who claimed that they saw small alien-like beings that must have come from a spaceship, they think. And the scary thing is, and you really do have to sit in the dark for this, just imagine you're sitting in the dark right now. 
because I told you to. I'll wait till you turn the light off. Hear the click? That's my that's our lights that just went off. Totally in the dark now, except for my laptop and the little salt, little clock radio that's lit up blue. And you're alone in a farmhouse where you're with your family, but it's dark, so you're not alone. And you're in the middle of some rural area up in Kentucky. And you look on your doorstep, and there, standing in the doorway, is a small two-foot or four-foot-high creature. Right in the doorway! Now, you think you're done for the night, right? You think maybe you're seeing things. You're done for the night. Then you see more of them looking in your window. I think things that are peering in or looking into your window, as one of the websites said, peering, quote, end quote, peering in, is particularly scary. I mean, we're sitting around. I don't know if there was any drinking going on before you go there. Before you go there, there was all ages of people in this farmhouse in Kentucky. It was an I thought it was a house, so a house, but in a, in a, I was was thinking it was in a wooded area, but we don't know for sure if it was in a wooded area. Farm, farming area, and apparently, they all saw this thing. Now, things plural, beings. Apparently, that night there was in 1955 a meteor landing. Something landed in the area. I believe it was a meteor. Was the meteor somehow connected with these strange little creatures that they saw? Miss X says yes. I think there definitely was a connection between the meteor landing and this these creatures. Could it have been imaginary? Could they have known? Apparently, the people didn't know that they didn't. Let me specify. They didn't consciously know that the meteor had fallen. But, again, in your subconscious, you might have known or heard something. Might have triggered your muscly owls. That's another claim. Those that discredit the people and their sights of these creatures. They discredit the sightings. They say, well, what you were really seeing, because remember, we always try to find, what do we do on this planet Earth? Here on this planet we call Earth, you humans try to find logical explanations. That's what your brain does to make you feel better. It's reassuring for you to think of logical explanations, something that you're familiar with, rather than to consider the supernatural or something that you're not familiar with, something that doesn't make sense. And beings looking in your window that are two feet tall, it doesn't say that they look like humans, but they certainly didn't look like animals. Well, that's not logical. So the townspeople, apparently, told them that this is probably, and this is what they say, it's probably owls. There's these huge owls, right, supposedly in the area down there in Kentucky, and some of the other states. And by the way, Kentucky, where our story tonight takes place, is not that far from where we are currently broadcasting in the No, it's not really a wooden shack. But we're really not that far from Kentucky. These creatures, they're trying to say they were owls because they had yellow eyes. I have never seen owls with yellow eyes. 
But apparently they do have owls with yellow eyes. Were these owls? Were these beings? Was it from a spaceship? Why do you have to leap, this X says, why do you have to leap to the creatures coming from a spaceship? Maybe they're somehow connected with the meteors. Was somebody drinking in the house that night? Of course that question has been raised. Lovely, lovely Miss X. The sexiest leprechaun on earth never raised that question. Never even crossed my mind that someone could have been drinking. So there was, they had their guns out, for, apparently, and they were shooting holes into the side of the house and around the property, and the people that saw these creatures claimed they were shooting at the creatures because the creatures kept coming back. Oh, they returning. That's the scary part. Residents in the house included adults, children, and some itinerant workers who were there, some people that were working, traveling, I believe, in a carnival. So if all of these people of all different ages saw this creature with claws and yellow eyes, maybe it wasn't green. The green men story developed later on after this sighting in 1955. There's a festival every year you can go to in Kentucky. You want to go to the festival where they apparently saw these creatures? Well, it looks like it's west of Bowling Green. <laughs> green? It really is. Kentucky. Oh, you never know what you're going to see on those humid, hot August nights. I'm telling you, those humid, hot August nights are fast. Do large owls peer in windows? Miss X says no. I heard the phrase little green men in 1800s literature interpretations in the UK for fairies. So little green, that phrase, the little green men, may have originated in this Kentucky story or... As Ms. X said, I think it was much, much earlier. 1700s or 1800s. Fairies, leprechauns, this is your sexiest leprechaun, Miss X. Tell you to have a great dear Patrick's Day. Happy Patrick's Day. And until next time, happy screen. Continue the Green Goblins Part 2 on an upcoming episode. Thank you for listening.